You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. It's your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan. Today, I have a special guest, and her name is... Haley. Haley, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening, please don't forget to share and subscribe, and I hope this helps you out. I hope wherever you're going through this can be there for you. Haley... You have been such a great friend to me. Why did I cheat you today? What makes you amazing? Um, ever since about seventh grade, I've suffered with depression and anxiety, and I've become more open about it through church and like become more active about my story. And I'm hoping today I can give people a little bit of insight into what it's like living with depression and anxiety. Before we get into that, Haley, I want to start us off with a couple icebreakers. So first question, what is your favorite show of all time? My favorite show of all time, probably The 100. It's like very oh. sci-fi. You too? That's you <laughs> top three easy throughout the whole entire show. That's probably my number one. But I'd say my first like show, my greatest show of all time, except for the last season, would be Game of Thrones. Really? I but never... the last season was so terrible, I can't even like recommend it to people. So. <laughs> I've never seen yeah, it. It was just terrible. So who's your favorite character of all time, Eddie Show? Um, probably. Okay, so it, it, it depends because... Through certain seasons, I really liked Clark and Octavia, but then at the end, I was like, wait a second, they're switching up. Their whole character is like developing, which is okay, but I didn't personally like like that that much. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd have to be Clark and Octavia. I'm going to switch up genres, and I'm actually going to go to Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and uh, just the intelligence, just the thought <laughs> process. It, it just intrigues me so much, and he's my favorite character of any show, any genre. Mm-hmm. So... First question I want to start us off with is, when did you realize you had depression? Okay, so at first, it wasn't something that I necessarily knew. It was more of something that people around me recognized in me. So um, it was about seventh grade, and I have been through like a lot in my life, and there's been a lot of like traumatic experiences. So... Yeah. Um, my mom saw that I started acting out more because depression comes in different shapes and forms. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to cry myself to sleep. It's more of like you can be a very active person and still suffer with depression. And that's actually one of the biggest problems because people who are so active, they, they, people are like, oh, they don't have depression because like, look at them. They're living their day-to-day life. Like they're, you know able to do things and that's not the truth people who are like business owners and stuff like that can have depression so um my mom was like i think that you're suffering from depression we're going to take you to therapy and see see what's going on and that's when we found out that i i did have like a form of depression and anxiety wow thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. um i that's kind of interesting because normally i feel like you would kind of come to that conclusion yourself Mm -hmm. i never you know we don't see other people noticing it before you truly come to understanding it yourself. Um, when I first heard that you had depression, I was so shocked because you were very out there, very vocal, mm. you know, very such a genuine and nice person, and that always that's always still there. But I didn't really see that in you, and it hurt me to see that you had it. But um, you know, it was nice to know and be open with you and help you converse and help you get over this. Um, yeah, a lot of people are actually in denial. Like a lot of people are like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. Like they don't really understand, like, you know, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I don't want anything to be wrong with me, you know? So it's like other people could see that I was suffering. And yeah, you are right. A lot of people, um, usually come to that conclusion themselves and they suffer in silence. And that's actually really, really bad because it's, it's a silent killer, you know, depression because people can have a smile on their face and they can be happy and go out and about and, you know, whatever. But inside it's, it's not 
going so well for them. So if you were someone who think you might have depression or haven't really come to terms with it, like what are signs or how would you describe depression to those people or to someone who hasn't necessarily experienced it or who doesn't know that they are experiencing it? Um, A lot of it is lack of motivation. So recently I've had gone through a really bad depressive episode where something that I was, I've always been very fueled for is school. I've always been very motivated in school to do well and whatever. And I had just stopped doing my schoolwork. I had stopped caring about school. I stopped worrying about my grades. And that's that's big for me because I've always been someone who is very, I want A's and B's. I'm, I want to do well, you know? So that lack of motivation, lack of um, wanting to do things that like enjoy, like you enjoy, like hanging out with your friends, um, going out to dinner, that drains you so fast when you're with, the, like when you have depression because it's like being with people and having like experiences and, you know, social interaction is just so draining so I would go home and I would just sleep for hours upon hours and I would just be so exhausted so that is one of like a a big thing is like lack of motivation and lack of feeling like you enjoy things that you used to enjoy I I like that um the what you said about the lack of motivation towards I guess schoolwork um a lot of times we kind of do just associate that with someone just being a little tired or someone you know not having like the best week but um, sometimes it can actually be longer than that. It can be something that it goes deeper than just the normal day-to-day, you know, sadness. Um, it could be, it could be depression. But mm-hmm. um, what you said though about the lack of motivation for like just like regular activities that used to bring your fun. Um, could you, by any chance, give us like a example of one that happened to you where you're just having a good time and you couldn't seem to enjoy it anymore? Yeah, um, I have been, there have been times where I've been out with my friends and I've been really super happy. You know, I love being around people that, you know, just bring me up and give me like positive motivation, encouragement, everything. Um, but at some point I just like realized like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. I want to go to sleep. Like I'm just drained. I, I just can't do this, you know? And there have been times where I've just started crying and like, I've just had to like leave and just go sit by myself for a little bit. And I've done that at, you know, when we were at um, the party, I yeah. would just go sit in the corner and yeah. I was just like, I'm just very like, I get very overwhelmed because it is a lot. And when you're with, you have depression and stuff like that, like it just tears you down and then it's like, you you don't want to do stuff like that. And sometimes it's hard to even get out of bed, you know? And and a lot of people perceive that as laziness. And that is also why there's like this feeling that like, oh, if I have depression, I'm lazy, you know? And that's not it. That's not it. Not at all. Um, I remember that party. You were just mm-hmm. having such a good time playing your music. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can be honest with you, do you think you could have possibly have seen the signs that you're maybe entering, you know, that state a little bit earlier, you know, when like some people maybe weren't responding to the music or you know, some people weren't being as interactive in the experience? Do you think that could have possibly led you towards it? Or do you think it was more of a, like, I'm just so exhausted of trying to do all this work that I just kind of get really sad? It could be a mixture of both. I mean, I was getting a little bit because I I've, I drive a lot on like um, other people's energy. So because you have such positive energy, oh, you sorry. also help bring me out of that like state. You're like, let's go sing karaoke. Let's go do this. But at the same time, it's also like being around that many people and being having to have that like such high energy. It also is super, super draining. So like for a couple of weeks, I don't really want to make plans. I'm I don't sorry. Wanna... No, 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 no. I didn't know. No. I honestly, whenever I'm around you, you always brighten me up. You always make me have more energy. <laughs> so that. I feel like we're, I was like we're kind of bouncing it back. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I guess most people wouldn't know is that sometimes they're, when you try to match, when someone's depression tries to match someone's energy or, you know, participate, what everyone else is doing, 
it can end up hurting them later down the line because it's too much for them. It takes it takes a lot more energy than normal when you have depression to try and meet somebody's energy. And so it's like that was something, but I don't like I just have to recharge and need a little bit of time to myself and I'll be okay. But a lot of people with depression, it, it does take a lot out of them to do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. How would you say depression has impacted like your relationships or your personal growth? It okay, so I have a lot of personal growth from realizing and recognizing that I do have depression and I do suffer from it. Um, Wait, you said you get growth just from understanding it, just from accepting that. Oh, 100%. Um, When I started going to therapy, that has helped me grow a lot as a person, which I also feel like therapy is something that's very, there's a stigma around it, like you're crazy. People actually had called me crazy. You know, back in middle school, they're like, you're insane because I'm going to therapy. And I was like, it has helped me grow so much as a person. Um, and also just recognizing that I do have depression and, and communicating with other people like, hey, I don't, I don't want you to feel like I don't love you and I don't care for you. There's going to be times where I'm going to be a little bit down and I'm going to have to just recharge, you know, but I still love you and I still care for you. And having that communication and being able to tell other people like, it's not you, it's me. And it's something that's internal. Um, it has really helped my relationships like grow because people understand that and they're more accommodating to you know, if you don't want to make plans on this day because you're feeling down, you know, we can always do it another day. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, I know you have great friends who help you do stuff like that. But um, <laughs> what you said just about being open and just expressing it to people, it does really allow that kind of, I guess, support when you go into one of those states. They can recognize it. They can try to help you out of mm-hmm. it. Or they can sort of prevent you and, te- and steer you away from one of those episodes. So it's really good they have people on it. But like, how would you... Say, like, what's a visual or what's, I guess this might be the wrong word, but what's, like, a tangible way you've really seen your growth in yourself? Um, I definitely have recognized, I don't know if it's so much tangible, but I have realized that I have begun to be more open. I, I'm very focused on communicating about my experiences because I know a lot of people suffer from it. I have talked to so many people in school who are going through the same thing, and it surprises me because I'm like, wait a second, but then I'm like, it is a silent killer. Like depression is comes in so many different ways that like you know people can have it and still go to school and still like interact with people. But at the end of the day, when they're behind the closed doors, it's like it's not as easy for them. Yeah, I've so, heard sometimes depression makes you feel lonely even when you are with people. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kind of makes you like they don't get me, they don't understand me. Mm-hmm. I'm really all alone. When people are understand, people are going through the same thing. There are tons of people around you and. It is important that you do communicate, do become vocal in order for others to help help you and that you can also help other others like you do yourself. I remember when you first told me, I was like, well, I was already thinking about my podcast at the time. So I'm like, this is great. Like, she's <laughs> someone I can bring on and talk about it. She's so open. I know she God is using her to help help other people in their journey. And that's a great thing that's happening with you. When I was um in the small group and I was open about it and everything and my struggles, um, they actually were like, yeah, God is using you to help other people. And that's actually what I see as well is like, I'm going through all of these struggles so that I can come out stronger and help other people who are going through similar experiences. That's an amazing mindset, taking your struggles for your joy. I remember one time I was just talking to one of my youth leaders and they were like, yeah, you know, be grateful that you are struggling here on earth because that would just make your love, your strength for God and for just your purpose so much greater because you realize what you've gone through just to get to that point. And that's amazing that you see it that way. I want to ask you a quick question about the stigma of depression and why is there really a stigma about it? 
I I genuinely have no idea. I feel like a lot of people perceive it as people are attention seeking, people are lazy, people just don't want to do something, but it's it really isn't that. It's it's so much deeper. It's a, it's a mind thing where you just you you can't. You want to like the entire time that I was suffering in my depression my my depressive episode I wanted to do my schoolwork. I wanted so bad to catch up and feel the feeling, feel like I'm doing well again. And I just couldn't. Like, I had so many people around me trying to help me and build me up and everything. And it was just so hard for me to, like, find the motivation to just want to do well again and to want to succeed. And, um, the stigma around that stuff is is just like it makes people not want to recognize the fact that they may be suffering from depression and there might be, you know, something deeper than just, I don't want to do my schoolwork. Yeah, um, but failing to address that serious issue does lead to more harm than it does lead to good. But one reason why I think, I guess, depression has a sort of stigma around it is because I think, I think we can all agree that depression is getting more and more prevalent mm-hmm. in each generation. There's more cases now than there ever has been in 30 years. And I think what happened was our older generation, like our parents, you know, maybe even millennials, I guess, to some sort, never really had this sort of... Um, depression really had this sort of grip on their generation, so they don't understand that it's that there's more to it. It's not just someone feeling sad in some day, but it's mm-hmm. a bigger thing. It's spreading like wildfire across that generation. And I don't, I it's it's hard to go deeper into the issue on why there is that sort of change or why there is more change. But I do believe that they have this disconnect because they're like, oh, when we were like that, it was just a mild sadness or like it was just you know a little bit you know depressed. It wasn't really depression, I guess you could say, like the the, the medical term, like the bigger, more serious term. But um, people are just not really going through it to the extent that we are. So it's hard for them to associate that sort of behavior with anything other than just someone being lazy or someone not mm-hmm. really feeling the best. Yeah, um, I definitely I definitely agree. Um, I feel like a lot of it also was just denial too. Like I feel like there is a change, but I also feel like back then there was a denial. Like, there's no depression. Like, you just be happy. You know, like, you're just being sad. You're just forcing yourself into yeah. the state. Um, and I also feel like now we are expected of so much more. Like, classes, for example, like, your your parents are like, I never took those classes. Like, my parents <laughs> didn't have AP classes. They didn't have any of that. So they're like, they don't really understand, like, the pressure and everything. And it's also harder to get into colleges. It's harder to do so many more things. And you have so much pressure put on you at a young age. Like, we are already taking college courses in high school. So it's like, we're expected to do all of this stuff. And at the same time, we're growing, figuring out our bodies. And we're seeing, like, on different, you know, social media sites and stuff like that. Like, how you said in your last podcast, like, we're comparing ourselves. And we're like, oh, well, they look so good, you know, or they, you know, all this stuff. And it's just a lot that goes into your mind and like feeds into this feeling of like not being worth it and not having any self-worth. Yeah. And if you don't hear anything else this episode, you are worth it for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, what you said, though, about the whole, I guess, comparing yourself and not necessarily measuring up when you said earlier that depression sometimes makes you get drained when you do try to compare to people and you do try to match tick and tack with someone's energy that whole sort of having to live up to someone's expectations or trying to do what everyone else is doing really does take a a toll on you, I guess. So speaking about the stigma, how would you say we can change it or how can we make it more open to everyone? I definitely think becoming more open and um, 
informing more people. I, I post a lot personally on social media about, you know, signs that you might be suffering from depression or things that you can do just as like my God box, for example, or anything that I'm I'm worried about that I can't control. I have, I have a problem with control, but that I can't control. I write it down and I give it to God. And if I put it in the box, then I need to just kind of forget about it. And if I'm still worried about it, I have to ask myself, why am I not trusting God with what you know, I'm giving him. Um, but I post a lot of that stuff and just being more open about it and letting people know that it's okay. It's not, it's not something to be ashamed of and, and just letting people become more accepting of, you know, what they might be going through is, is a really big, a big thing that we can do to help end it. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. And this is one of those moments where I do praise social media, where it really does help so much. I mean, whenever I get a chance and I see something about, you know, depression or, you know, anxiety or whatever someone might be going through, I try to share it, hope bring some light to someone's day, just motivate them going through with their time. But I do believe we are, as a generation, really becoming more open to it, really becoming more vocalized about it. Um, I know a lot of people who talk about it, who have talked about it, who are open about it, and that's a real great sign for our generation. But obviously, we can strive and improve to be more open about it. But I think this a way we can really overcome this stigma is just by sharing what you know, sharing your experiences to others in hopes that they can come to understanding of their own experiences and that they can also share and inspire someone else. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I definitely agree. Um, I'm, that's why I'm so very like open about it. And I let people know that it's okay. And, you know, as long as you, when you're aware of it and you can accept it, you can get help and you can focus on improving yourself and have some personal growth. And I think that's very important. Yeah. So if someone did have depression, how would you, how would you say therapy could help them? And when would you recommend it to someone? Um, therapy is something that helps me personally, when I'm going through a lot, I tend to bottle it up and bottling up your feelings and your emotions is not the way to go. So when you're able to talk to somebody about it and not have to fear like, Oh, are they going to share? Are they going to tell somebody? Are they going to like, what are they going to do with this information? Like they're there to listen and help give you advice on what to do. Because sometimes I really am conflicted. I'm like, what am I supposed to do about this situation? It's eating me up inside. I'm, I'm very like frustrated and upset and I don't know what to do. They can give you really good advice or how how to handle a situation and um it's also helped me realize a lot about myself that I didn't know like telling me what one of my like finding the root of the issue you know the biggest problem and then being able to solve all the problems from there so um and I think therapy honestly I think everyone should have therapy and that's such a weird statement but just having someone to talk to who is there to help you and to have you um improve and help you with your personal growth it's really important and um i think a lot of people would be very benefited from having therapy yeah i 100 percent agree um it's like a doctor for your mind yeah check it up uh, yeah. they're licensed professionals they know what they're doing mm-hmm. they know how to get deep really help you overcome what you are going through and if do you feel like you can't afford it? If you feel like you have time to do it, go to therapy. Yeah. Find someone who can help check on your mental health, who can just help you go through what you're going through, become that voice we can respond to, that someone you can confide into. Mm-hmm. And I think therapy is very good. So if I were going to recommend it, I'd recommend it whenever you feel like it, whenever you're yeah. ready to go, yeah. go to therapy. So how hard was it for you to open up at first compared to how it is for you to open up now? It was it was pretty difficult because I didn't want people to know because people used to call me insane 
I mean, I was called insane, you know, you're crazy, you have problems, and people were really mean, and I was scared of that. I didn't want to be judged, I just wanted to fit in with everybody. So having something that tears you down and makes you feel bad about yourself and having people call you that, like, you don't want to let anybody know. But now I've realized that it's something that is a part of me, and it's it's something that I can use to help other people. And I, I've been very... Um, open. I, I have these little Google documents on, <laughs> on a Google Docs where I just let people go in and just write about how they're feeling and really? I'll read it. Yeah. And I'll respond to it and, um, they can write about it whenever and I will always read it. And if they want me to respond, I'll respond. And if not, you know, I'll just put some little quotes in there. Or... And the link to that Google doc and Haley's phone number will be down below. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you want to start a Google doc out. and share it, I will a hundred percent respond. I enjoy doing it because I know that I want I want someone to, someone to be there for me. And just like how you used to always, you just check in. You're like, hey, how are you? Like, <laughs> that was always made me feel good. Like seeing that message, like, hey, somebody's thinking about me. Somebody cares about me. Like that is something that's very important because it's very easy to feel like nobody cares about you. Nobody loves, loves you when you have depression. I think that was something that was just so hard, especially this year with COVID. Mm -hmm. Just that whole, it's no one really wants to check in on someone else first. And yeah. I try to do as much as I can to as many of my friends as I can because mm -hmm. We are all separated, all isolated, and we have to check on each other. If I was in school and I started like lunch, I would say hi to you, make sure you're okay, talk to you before school, you know, make sure we have those connections. So that was something that was, you know, harder to do this year than ever before. But um, what you said with the whole coming to like share it, I think also it's hard for people because they don't want to be identified by their depression and I don't believe you are identified by your depression and I don't believe that when you come out about it and when you share it you are still identified by your person I identify Haley as one of the most sweet kind-hearted people I know <laughs> not by her depression it's something I acknowledge and I try to help her overcome and I try to help her when she feels it but I don't identify her by such terms and that whole misconception that you are going to be identified because you come out that you, you are going to be known as that person who struggles with depression or you're going to be known as that person who is depressed is not really it's not true, and it's not something you should believe or even think to believe. Oh, of course, hundred percent. It's it's a label that a lot of people don't want, you know, to have depression and stuff like that. Especially because of the stigma, where it's like you're lazy. So a lot of people really don't want that label. So they're scared to, you know, just kind of be like, okay, well, maybe I do have depression, and maybe I should try and seek some help or seek ways to help myself. And it's it's a big thing and I've been trying to help people kind of come like okay listen you need to just take a break it's okay to take a break it's you don't always have to be doing something quote-unquote productive all yeah the time. <laughs> you know and some people feel like they always have to be doing something and I'm like you can take a break recharge give yourself some like self-care take a bath you know get a massage yeah, watch listen. some Netflix yeah exactly take play with a your break, cat you know <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's too much to just constantly expect you to be able to do everything all at once it, it's a lot of pressure and some Sometimes you just need a break, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I know you kind of already talked about this earlier, but what are ways that your faith has helped you in your victory with depression? I definitely, when I was feeling low and I felt like I, no one loves me, no one's there for me, because, you know, your mind really does play games with you. Um, I remembered that there was always God, and I could always turn to God, and he was always there for me, and he loves me, and he gave me, I'm here for a reason, and he put me here for a reason, and I feel like, it's selfish of me not to be here and fulfill my purpose and, you know, try and help as many people as I can. And I feel like 
being able to turn to God and turn to my faith and go to church and go to little small groups yeah. and talk. Like <laughs> I, I really truly did enjoy it. It made me actually very happy to be able to see people who, you know, we all want the same thing and we all believe in the same things and we all have that love in ourselves, you know, like being in the small groups and talking to people who also have gone through similar things. Like it's just very eye-opening and it makes, it makes my heart very happy. So I love my small group. Shout out the boys. If you guys are listening, (laughs) Uh, we always support each other. We always try to love each other. It's, it's a, it's a space where you can be genuine with yourself, where you understand that there is something that we all have understood and we're all trying to pour into each other and help us maybe understand that hey even if you might not feel like it you might not know it you know god does love you god does care about you and he's good moving your life he's continuing to work in you and sometimes you just need that reminder because sometimes it really is hard just to clarify that by yourself but um with depression i think understanding that you know you are loved and you are cared for deeply by someone by something that we truly don't deserve is something that always makes me feel good and just helps calm me down whatever I'm going through yeah it's it's definitely like remembering that you are loved and you are cared for even when you don't feel like it it's it's really big so being able to turn and give God anything that I'm worried about like my God box like it just really helps me like okay like you're gonna take care of my issues you're gonna take care of my problems like I'm gonna give myself to you and that's that's a big thing so yeah I love that what you said about that God box um, when he said to me, I really want to start one myself. Um, and I think we're going to end it off here with a word of advice for people who have depression. Um, so there's this quote, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Isaiah 43.2. And I feel like that is very important to remember is you're going through your struggles and you're going through your problems and everything to strengthen you to overcome things that are far greater and for future future issues. And if I was going to have a, a word to allies or people who may not experience depression themselves but know people who are, I would say check up on them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care for them. Message them before they message you. Message them on a random Thursday night, whatever it is. <laughs> Be there, communicate with your friends, let people know that you want to build a deeper connection. You want to build a deeper connection with them and that you are you you care for them more than they know. Yeah, it's very important and you know, just just giving that text or just reaching out. It might take a couple minutes of your day, but to the person with suffering from depression, that's huge. Like I I have had some very close calls and you know, what helped me was getting a phone call just randomly in the middle of the night. Like that was God, I believe, a hundred percent. You know, when I was sitting there and I was about to just end it all, like having God be there and and put someone in my life to stop me from doing what I was about to do, huge. It was very important. And so just call your friends, check up on them, remind them that you love them and life is too short not not to do that and not to to remind people that you're there and you care for them. Amen. If you didn't check up on if that person didn't check up on Haley, we wouldn't have this amazing beautiful person <laughs> speaking here with us and just being such a joy in our lives. And I thank all of you guys here who listened to this episode and hope you guys have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for listening to the Sea Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could benefit a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram 
or email at tristanguillaume16 at yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.